Welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And today we are going to take a little trip down to 1313 Mockingbird Lane to visit some of my favorite characters of all time. Uh, So much so that I named myself after them. (laughs) You sure did. (laughs) Uh, That, of course, is the Munsters. Um, If by some miracle chance you have made it this far in your life without seeing the monsters uh, <laughs> it's a delightful little television sitcom that aired uh, back in the 60s it uh, aired on september 24th 1964 for the first time and ran until may 1966 um with one episode a week and it was uh, this is kind of actually really surprising to me every time we have the same thing with the adams family um first season had 38 episodes and the second had 32 episodes for a total of only 70 wow and uh the adams family aired for the first time the same week and ended pretty congruently uh, at only 64 episodes so very weird to me because i just feel like those shows are if you were like, how many episodes does that have? I'd be like, well, for sure, at least 200. Right? Yeah, I know. They they ha- they loom so large. Exactly. Yeah. They had such a pre- presence on on pop culture that it, it's hard to believe that it's that, that light. But um, yeah, it's one of my favorite TV shows, I think, to have ever been on television. Uh, it's kind of another, you know, it's very similar in a lot of ways to the Adams family, but also not at all. It's, it's another one of those kind of fun plays on the the American dream family dynamic, but with monsters. Um, and the Munsters family is made up of Herman Munster, who is based on Frankenstein's monster. Lily, who is his wife and a vampire. And uh, her father, who is like the grandpa character, who is... <laughs> This is why I thought it was funny. We just filmed the Dracula episode of the podcast. Uh, Grandpa is based on Dracula, but kind of Dracula uh, in his twilight years. Mm. (laughs) Uh, And then their son, Eddie, who's like a a wolf boy. And then, of course, their normie niece, Marilyn Munster, who uh, actually who my internet character is based on. (laughs) And um, she was like, conventionally attractive like she's like a human quote um and is really really beautiful but the monsters kind of pity her as the ugly duckling of the family it's a very funny running bit um but yeah the um the original concept for the show is actually said to this is kind of a, a rumor but said to go back to 1943 um, a man named Bob Clampett, which to me I sounds like a character from Christmas Carol, uh, came up with the concept for a TV show called The Monster Family. And between 1943 and 1945, he kind of developed the whole concept ideas for episodes, whatever, and uh, supposedly took that to Universal Studios and they never heard anything he never heard anything back from them so (laughs) whoops (laughs) oops Oops. um but the actual monster or sorry the actual monster episodes uh and the later movie are all credited to being 
um, created by Chris Hayward and Alan Burns, and then Joe Connolly and Bob Mosher, who were the creators and writers behind the show Leave It to Beaver, um, were actually the ones who took Hayward and Burns' script and like turned it into the studio. And uh, they ended up being the ones who, who ran the show, which I think is interesting like when you watch the monsters that's where it, the real differentiator between the monsters and the adams family is to me is that it does play very much like a leave it to beaver um it's a lot more like light-hearted and campy yeah. not like not that the adams family isn't light-hearted but um it's very i don't know i don't know how to how to describe how to distinguish it but like they are definitely <laughs> Like, like watching Herman get in his little car with his stupid little lunchbox and like go to his job <laughs> is the funniest shit to me on the entire planet. Um, yeah, that, that's that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a very like a wholesome family sitcom. Yeah, yeah. I think the the Adams family played harder on them being like spooky. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, the monsters plays on them being monsters, but just, like, existing in a normal American suburb. <laughs> and I think it's so funny. Um, so they kind of, when when CBS started the show, so supposedly, 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 neither ABC nor CBS knew that the other was producing a similar show type. Uh, when Adam's family and monsters aired within like six days of each other <laughs> for the first time. It's, I just, have, it's so wild. Yeah. I mean, I have a hard time believing that, but if, if that is true, then it's a really interesting uh, kind of like little micro cultural thing of like, why, why at this time? Right. And like, it seems like it couldn't be true, but then at the same time, it seems like a really dumb idea to be like, oh, I'm going to copy this monster family <laughs> show. Surely people will want to watch both of those. Oh, which, right. Yeah. Like people, ha- luckily people did want to watch both of those, but like it would be such a weird, weirdly specific ripoff <laughs> to pull. And like, but- <laughs> so, so obvious, like if they were purposeful, it's like, no, we didn't know anything about that. Mm. Mm. Um, but once they became, you know, privy to what was happening, CBS basically believed they had a distinct advantage because, um, Universal Studios owned the Munsters, um, Mm. basically Universal Television, which was owned by Universal Studios. And so therefore they had the rights to all the Universal Monsters. Uh, and that, you know, they had been still airing all of the classic monster films in syndication all through the fifties. And they were finding that there was a a really large audience still. People were still really invested in the original monster films. And so they knew that kind of by playing on this and using monsters that people already loved, they were already familiar with like Frankenstein and Dracula and Wolfman and all that, um, that they basically had a built-in fan base already. Um, which yeah, I, it's it makes me think of like <laughs> like making like Muppet babies <laughs> or you know there was that like trend <laughs> to be like oh yeah it's the characters you love except for their teens except little 
No, it's, like, it's the monsters you love, but they're a suburban family. But they're domesticated. Yeah. No, it, and it absolutely is that. And actually, funnily enough that you mentioned that, they did do a like mini Munsters spinoff. <laughs> Inception. <laughs> uh that was not super successful but i I do think that was it's a funny concept um but yeah they did end up regularly topping the adams family in ratings which kind of surprises me honestly uh i would have assumed just because of the staying power of the adams family i think now the adams family is probably more prevalent yeah uh i would have thought that they had the the share of the audience but the monsters were very very beloved in their time um but the studios as they kind of got into production um cbs did have to kind of be aware of the adams family Mm -hmm. and what they were doing so um yvonne de carlo actually was originally not cast as lily um Lily even wasn't her name. Her the original character in the pilot was named Phoebe, which is <laughs> stupid. And, um, ridiculous. What ridiculous. kind of name is that? Uh, and she was played by a, a different actress, and they became concerned that she was she was played by Joan Marshall in the original pilot, and they basically thought that her look and overall like demeanor on screen were way too similar to Carolyn Jones portrayal of Morticia Adams. Um, and so they scrapped it and started kind of from the, the bottom brought in Yvonne DiCarlo, uh, redid her whole look, which is, you know, of course iconic. Yes. Um, and of course renamed her Lily. Um, but I thought this was really funny. Apparently, um, oh my goodness, my brain. Herman, I can't think of the actor's name. Fred Gwynn. Uh, and and uh, Grandpa, they were like really upset when they brought oh. in Yvonne DiCarlo because she was like kind of a, like a big movie star and a very like, she was uh, thought of as being very glamorous and very like, you know, silver screen. And they were like, she's not going to fit in here or like get our type of comedy at all. Um, and so they were really like tentative about her joining the cast. And then, of course, she ended up being absolutely incredible in the role. Um, she's hilarious to me. I think she has incredible comedic timing. Um, and then the uh, Eddie ended up being recast later as well, too. The The pilot actually is not anywhere <laughs> uh you can't find the pilot we don't have uh, this anymore <laughs> yeah uh it's not like if you go and watch the monsters you can actually watch it on amazon prime so if you have not seen it we'll wait pause there the episode go. <laughs> go watch it um there's fewer episodes than you might think yeah you can knock it out in <laughs> one day if you believe in yourself um but the pilot was filmed in color actually oh. yeah um and then after they finished they were like uh that was expensive <laughs> <laughs> uh, no there were there were several like 
beliefs as to why they ended up deciding to go black and white. One of them was, of course, expense. Um, But a lot of people say that it was because that the black and white element played to the nostalgia of the original monster films. And that that was kind of what people wanted to see from these creatures. So it ended up, of course, being in black and white for the remainder of the episodes. Uh, during its first season, the Munsters garnered 18th place in ratings on, on TV, which is pretty incredible. <laughs> and in 1965, it was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best TV Show. And the, uh, the theme song was also nominated for a Grammy for Best Instrumental Composition. <laughs> Such a good theme song. It's one of the best. Love it. One Love of it. the best. I, also I always thought- still vibe. Still vibe to the Munsters theme. Oh yeah, I have this dream in my head of doing a um, like a burlesque number to the Munsters theme. Ooh yeah. Um, for yeah, I, I think it's such a great catchy tune. Uh, if you are not familiar with it and you are a Fallout Boy fan, yes. <laughs> you might hear it sampled in the song Uma Thurman. Uh, it's absolutely great. I also thought this was funny. The uh, the Grammy it was nominated for. <laughs> Best instrumental composition, parentheses, other than jazz. <laughs> I just, I don't know why that, that gave me. We're, a, a, we're putting jazz over here in its Jazz own is in its own category. category. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of the like the history aspect mm-hmm. of the show. I wanted to talk about, you know, just some of my, my favorite little things and tidbits. Um, First of all, being that Herman Munster, in my opinion, is one of the best TV dads of all time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, something about, like, I mean, we I know we got into this a little bit earlier, but, like, something about Frankenstein as a dad just really, like, hits a, a, a funny bone for me. And, uh, yeah, Herman was, like I said, played by Frank Gwen, and I was reading about, this was, I, I, I guess, I don't know. It makes perfect sense now that I read about it, that his stature was not such that he looked like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was reading about his his costume and holy crap. Uh, I guess like so on his feet, he had asphalt pavers boots that had four inch soles on them. And then his like whole torso, basically his arms, his thighs and everything had 40 pounds of foam rubber padding that made him look that broad and like big uh (laughs) and i guess the studio eventually had to buy like an air compressor (laughs) to put in his costume to cool him off because in the first month of filming he lost 10 pounds from sweating so badly isn't that nuts i think about the like the things that people because of course now with cgi we can do so much like the things people used to do for like practical effects like (laughs) it's crazy and yeah just imagine just being like oh yeah i gotta go to work every day put on 40 pounds of rubber yeah apparently he developed like pretty bad back problems from the the costume and like the um the shoes were completely inflexible basically so his feet were just like staunch like flat for you know however many hours a day uh oof looked great though yeah <laughs> looked Heck, awesome good good look but uh. 
Uh, and then, of course, he has, you know, like a, a foam like prosthetic across his head to give him the like the flat top look mm-hmm. and everything. Wild. Um, speaking of costumes, we have to talk about Lily's dress. So pretty. It's so beautiful. And I just love she's one of our few spooky like ghoul queens who doesn't wear black. Mm-hmm. And That's I. True. I love her little dress so much and I love her little hair stripe and I think to this day that that probably is why I've always wanted a white stripe in my hair. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I think the overall the costuming of the show is really, really well done. <clears throat> um, as is all of the like sets and then of the thing I, I have to talk about because this is a weird niche thing that i'm very obsessed with and it's cars from like films and movies oh, yeah the cars from monsters the monsters is are, are oh so cool so we've got two cars in the monsters the first of course is the the og like the monster coach which is um beautiful like a ford model t body mashup with a hearse back mm-hmm. um so cool i love the look of this car like other than <laughs> other than elvira's car this would be like my dream to drive just out in public <laughs> um they actually they had it a while back at a convention near me i don't remember it wasn't comic-con but i don't remember what it was um it, it was with the the guy who play uh, the guy who played Eddie, Butch Patrick, uh, he, he was there signing autographs, and they had the monster coach, and you could sit in it. That's pretty sweet. And I wanted to go so bad, but I was out of town. Uh, um, <laughs> also, a fun fact I found: TV Land apparently had an award ceremony, um, and one of the awards was for the most uninsurable driver, and Herman. <laughs> <laughs> nominated for that with the monster coach which um yeah seems, if you, seems legit yeah if you've if you've seen any of that it, it's yeah not not great <laughs> but that's what happens when you're like nine feet tall and wearing 40 pounds of foam uh the other car this one has some like fun history is grandpa's car which is the dragula 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 uh, and this one is actually really interesting. It was made using a real coffin Ooh. and the coffin had to be like smuggled into North Hollywood because at this time it was illegal to purchase a coffin without a corresponding death certificate. Ooh. And so <laughs> the designers had the casket, like they purchased it with cash from a funeral director <laughs> like like did like a little coffin drug deal a little wink wink yeah <laughs> and uh they left it the, the funeral director left it like sitting at the back door of the funeral home overnight and the team came and like whisked it away uh so they they yeah built a whole drag car out of a, a coffin it's really really cool the car's only in one episode um like actually featured in one episode uh, I think it's the it's called Hot Rod Herman is the name of the episode. I think it's mm-hmm. in the first season. Um, but then it you do see it uh, subsequently in like all the credit scenes of every episode in season two. Um, really, really 
just super freaking cool design. Um, and then, of course, Rob Zombie yes. <laughs> later wrote uh, the song Dragula as an homage to the sitcom because uh, he is a big fan. And, of course, is, as many of you probably already know, directing a Munsters reboot film later this mm-hmm. year, um, which I have cautiously optimistic hopes for. <laughs> I'm I'm sure this was not the first time that it was the joke was made, so I apologize to the person for not knowing their name. Um, but I do remember seeing a TikTok that was like, uh, in Rob Zombie's Dragula, um, it is would not be feasible to slam in the back of the Dragula. <laughs> it is clear from the text that Rob Zombie is thinking of the Muster Coach in this essay. I will <laughs> video, and I was like, mm, fair points, fair points. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. absolutely (laughs) he's right yeah they're right um yeah they i how are you where (laughs) this has been words with midge tune in next time where do you fall on the monster fan spectrum do you did you watch this at all growing up um i watched like bits and pieces of it i think it was kind of like similar to me with um like the original adams family where like mm-hmm. i would see it on tv land sometimes but i wasn't really a dedicated viewer of either one so i'm definitely more familiar with the monsters from kind of like the modern like fan perspective like i i know all the characters and stuff and have seen like clips and things but like no, your, hope, your hopes a... probably won't be completely devastated by Rob Zombies. Yeah, I, I I hope that it is good because I think they they deserve to have to have something a good movie, especially because like you know obviously I find the like the '90s Adams Family movies to be pretty iconic. So yeah, it would be nice for the monsters to to get the similar treatment. Yeah, they so they did have a, a 1966 film called Munster Go Home, <laughs> um, that and the uh, the Dracula is, I believe, in that movie as well. Um, but that uh, obviously came out basically the year they they were canceled. So it was the same actors, and it was like a, a actually. I, making a lot of Elvira references here, but it's kind of the same theme. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like Herman inherits an estate in the UK and they have to go like (laughs) check it out. And then they basically unveil like a counterfeiting scheme. (laughs) It's it's very like goofy and campy and fun. It's a good film adaptation. It's, it's definitely like enjoyable, but um, yeah, I would really, I would really, really, really love for this uh, film adaptation to be good. I am not, I'm going to say something controversial yet, Brave. Mm-hmm. I am not the biggest fan of Rob Zombie as a director. I, yeah. <laughs> I I really like his music. I'm not a huge fan of his films. So my, my hopes are not high. But I do know that he has an immense respect for that franchise. So I'm hoping he'll he'll do right by it. Wasn't there like a TV special or something that Brian Fuller did of the monsters? Oh, like there. like pushing daisies, Brian yeah. Fuller? Yeah, if- like po- post pushing daisies. I'm pretty sure because I remember it being like kind of buzzy. Like, oh, will there be a monsters reboot? that he'd directed i think oh like my a God, short the... thing and eddie izzard was in it as mockingbird lane yeah that's right i plum forgot about that that was like yeah like probably 2010 ish 
Yeah, when, and it, when it, I was it in never high school, really ended up going anywhere. But I, I remember like the buzz around it being like, "Ooh, like is the monsters coming back?" And then it was kind of like, "Oh, I guess not." <laughs> I fully forgot about that. But I don't. Did it ever air? I don't know. I don't remember ever seeing it. Me either. Now I'm gonna have now to we go. Got to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot about that. Cause yeah. Brian Fuller is yeah I'm a big Brian Fuller fan so that's why I remember it yeah man okay I'm gonna have to go like dig on that after this (laughs) if if you are listening and you watched if if Mockingbird Lane happened and I just missed it let me know yeah let us know (laughs) Uh, so I wanted to because we have this you know constant back and forth with the monsters and the Adams family I wanted to finish off this episode with a little this or that uh, game for 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 both of us here so starting with would you rather wear morticia's dress or lily's dress um i would wear lily's dress i would also wear lily's dress (laughs) (laughs) okay the adam's house or 1313 mockingbird lane Ooh, that's a tough one what what's your pick I think it would be the Adams house for me. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the facade of it a bit more. Yeah. Like I like that it has that really tall tower on the front and it just looks a little bit more like spooky. Yeah. I th- I think I would go Adams too. Though I do like that <laughs> I do like that the uh, Munster's house is just like in a neighborhood. <laughs> Yes, because <laughs> I feel like Adams, like they're a bit kind of on their own, and then yeah, the monsters. It's literally just like la la la, kind of like Edward Scissorhands. Like you're just like in a cute little neighborhood, and then whoa. What? <laughs> uh, okay, here's the real. <laughs> this is almost uh, smash or pass. <laughs> Would you rather be married to Gomez or Herman? Oh, I, I gotta go with Gomez. I I fully can't decide. <laughs> I love them well, both then, for different then you, reasons. Then you take Herman and you yeah, marry Herman and I'll marry Gomez, and we'll have spooky um, couples nights. Yeah, <laughs> this just in: Penny and I are going to be swingers. Yeah. <laughs> well, you couldn't marry Herman because it would be too much green in one family. Yes, that's like, true. My red will play really nicely off of his skin, and then you and Gomez will look great together. I love that for you. <laughs> also, I'm too well, no, we're like the same height. I was gonna say I'm yeah. too tall. Gomez is a short king. <laughs> I was just gonna say I I, I love I, I'm down with a short king. So. You love a short king. <laughs> <laughs> um well that was my little this or that. That's good. Uh yeah thank you all so much for listening to today's episode uh like i said if you have uh thoughts about the upcoming movie if you have uh monster variations that you loved that you'd like to talk about drop them in our comments on instagram and let us know we'd love to hear about it um if you enjoy the podcast please consider leaving us a rating or a review wherever you listen to your podcasts we really appreciate those they help us reach more spooky folks and uh maybe if we're if you're very lucky we'll just read it right here live on the air <laughs>
And if you are wanting more content from us, you can follow us over on Instagram at Ghouls Night in Pod. And if you're looking for me, you can find me across all platforms at Midge Munster. And you can find me at Penny Snark. And until next time, good- goodbye. Bye.